the Israel Report with Rolene Marks. In a way, it seemed an eternity since we last chatted, but despite the long weekend and the long break, certainly no shortage of news, which we're looking forward to hearing from Rolene Marks, our correspondent in Israel. Rolene, good afternoon. Always great to have you on board. Good afternoon. Always good to be here. Okay, so let's get the show started. PA Authority President Mahmoud Abbas and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's UN speeches. Take us through this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look at what was said at the Super Bowl of speeches last week, which was the annual gathering at the United Nations General Assembly, which is when the leader of states, and I'm always confused why Mahmoud Abbas is actually given a, uh, a platform to speak, given that there is no state of Palestine. I'm sure that uh, the Kurdish people and other people would also like their leaders to to have an opportunity to speak, but that's just me. Now, as you can expect from Mahmoud Abbas, this was a speech that was full-scale blaming. Whether he was blaming Israel, which he did probably for about 95% of his speech, uh, blamed Israel for all the ills facing the Palestinian people, or whether it's going back to 1917 and blaming the United States and the British government and the king for the Balfour Declaration, or whether it's blaming Europe for uh, supporting and allowing Israel and staying silent. Uh, Mahmoud Abbas uh, had a litany of complaints. That, that is what he spent his allocated time at the United Nations uh, General Assembly speaking about. What he also did, which is extremely concerning, is he said that the Palestinian people will consider, I mean, will continue with their policy of peaceful resistance. Now, there is a very big difference between peaceful resistance and sending in terrorists to uh, murder civilians, to to murder soldiers, uh, in some cases this year to, to murder parents with their children, to murder siblings, uh, and continuing with this economy of terror where he pays the salaries all the money that is donated to the Palestinians for aid purposes is spent paying the salaries. Now, our ambassador to the United Nations, Gilad Erdan, uh, said, you know, that the speech was, was ludicrous. It was a, a complete farce from coming from a man who has routinely spouted anti-Semitic rhetoric and also denied the, the Holocaust. We then had the speech from Bibi Netanyahu taking to the podium for the first time in five years. I tell you, I can't remember where these uh, years that we, you know, we, we had uh, some kind of uh, plague that uh, prevented for two years the UNGA from taking place at the UN headquarters. But uh, Bibi spoke, he spoke about the Abraham Accords, he referenced them uh, as he opened up his speech, speaking about peace in the region, uh, he kicked off by talking about the possibilities of Saudi normalization. And he said, and he, of course, had his uh, trusty accessory or, or his uh, uh, trusty picture that he is, has become known to do, his prop, where he had a map of the north of Africa and the Middle East, and he showed Israel uh, and said that Israel forms a vital 
conduit, a, a corridor, mm-hmm. and imagine what can actually be accomplished. He then also um, took a shot at Mahmoud Abbas, saying that you know it, it's enough now. His anti-Semitism cannot be excused, and if we are to have peace in the Middle East, it has to be built on truths and not lies. And he said, this is uh, Mahmoud Abbas just uh, days ago made anti-Semitic comments denied the Holocaust and this has to stop. Uh, he went on to speak about, as expected, Iran and the, the threat posed to the region by the uh, Iranians. He thanked President Biden for his role in the Abraham Accords, you know, uh, enlarging the circle also uh, towards normalization and, and preventing a nuclear Iran. Very interesting, and of course this would have been picked up by journalists here in, in Israel, is he did not address domestic issues at mm. all. He steered very, very clear of speaking about the judicial overhauls or reforms, depending on what side yeah. of the, the argument that you that you are. Mm. Now, as has become customary during the uh, leader of Israel, those states opposed to the state of Israel left the plenary. Uh, I don't know if South Africa was one of them. What is very, very interesting is that for the first time, a representative from the Saudi mission to the United Nations stayed inside the plenary. And according to Prime Minister Netanyahu, his speech was broadcast uh, in Saudi Arabia for the first time. So we are definitely seeing that, that momentum, that momentum uh, that you and I love yes. so much, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Michael, we are definitely seeing that momentum growing. Hmm. Interesting reactions from I love this definition that you come up with, the Super Bowl of speeches. I was going to ask you what the reaction was, but anyway, you have summed it up very briefly and timelessly because we've just got to move on to our next questions, Rolene. Um, we have to look at now the clashes on Yom Kippur. What happened on this day of commemoration? This is very, very distressing, and I just want to take a second away from the Israel poll, just to mm. put out an appeal, just as a human being, an Israeli, a Jewish woman, can we stop with the divisive rhetoric mm. now? Mm-hmm. I am seeing it everywhere. It is really, really destructive, and this is really an appeal as well to our our leaders here. It's enough. With the divisive rhetoric, we have mm-hmm. so many threats to this country and to us uh, as a nation, a nation of people in our diaspora as well. Let's stop the divisive rhetoric. So what happened on mm-hmm. Sunday night was absolutely just soul-destroying. Permission was given for a outdoors Yom Kippur service around Dizengoff Square in Tel Aviv. Now, the Tel Aviv municipality and the High Court said that uh, they would not allow for any kind of gender separation, no mechitza, or, or nothing to divide the, the genders. Now, uh, when the services started, there were some who started to put up a mechitza, which drew clashes. People started to clash with each other, and it also drew... Uh, a group of protesters uh, who, who also started to chant shame, shame. And this was not the place for, for that at all. First right. of all, 
uh, no matter where you uh, where you stand politically or, or religiously, this was a public space. This was the order of the municipality and the high court. This was a condition. On the other hand, you don't have a right to to chant shame, shame, shame when people are trying to. This was Yom Kippur, this a day of atonement, a day of reflection, a day where we uh, uh, look at our our sins, we atone for them, and it's a day as our president, who seems to be the only adult in the room at the moment, mm-hmm. so rightly said, it's a day of unity, no matter where you were in the world, uh, the last 48 hours as a Jew, you were observing, preparing, ending whatever Yom Kippur. And the, the rhetoric around this has been inflammatory. From the Prime Minister who said this was an excuse by leftists to riot. Oh. From the leader of the opposition who said this was Messianic Jews trying to incite a, uh, a religious war. Uh, we've had, of course we have, Itamar Ben-Gavir saying that he will be there on uh, Thursday, he will be praying there on Thursday, and then further inflaming by saying he dares anarchists, mm. which is a very, very unhelpful yeah. uh, 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 word. He dares anarchists to come and uh, disturb him. We have heard from the organization that staged the uh, the prayer. They, 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 uh, they've said that um, they want to make sure that uh, they are distanced away from Ben Gavir. I'm going to uh, read you the statement from Israel Zairi, he's the founder of the Rosh Yehudi group. He says, uh, they, it appears to associate us with Ben Gavir when this is not true at all. We don't hold prayers as a political statement. Mm. It's not our way and we don't agree with it. Uh, these were um, uh, the organizers putting up the the, 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 mechitza, the, the separation. And uh, he has said, but under no circumstances, there is no way we are associated with the national security minister. And uh, the one adult in the room seems to be President Herzog, who has said uh, we are heading down very, very dangerous uh, waters. This is very, sure. very dangerous. We need to focus on unity. Now politics is finding prayer and worship. It was finding sport. Let's just hope night it rids itself of it going forward. Rolene, just one minute left with you. Very quickly, the IDF strikes targets in Gaza in response to incendiary balloons. Very quickly. Well, we haven't had these balloons in about two years. Mm. These are ordinary children's balloons uh, with helium, and attached to these balloons are Molotov cocktails and other explosive devices. And when they land, they explode, Mm. which, of course, can endanger lives, but have also set numerous fires And uh, in response to the IDF have struck targets. Roland, we're going to have to leave it there. Just wish we could have chatted a bit further. Roland, thanks so much for joining us once again. Again, on the afternoon overdrive, Roland Marks, our correspondent from Israel, giving us the latest on what's happening in the Holy Land.